Friends, what follows is not for the faint of heart. We bring you tales of the paranormal, human wickedness, the curious, and the bizarre. Please, if you continue, proceed with caution and an open mind. We are the Queen City Creeps. Hello and welcome to a very special extra episode of Queen City Creeps. Uh, We're going to do something a little different tonight to kind of get you excited about our live show coming up on October 19th. If you're listening to this after that, well, I mean, tough shit, you miss a live show, and also enjoy. So, have you guys ever heard of Resurrection Mary? Isn't that a Creedence Clearwater Arrival song? Yes. That's what it is. I'm just going to sing to you. Yes. That's what it is. All right, well, I'm actually going to read you a selection from Folklores and Legends of the Middle Middle West by Edward McLellan. It was published in 2018. It's a short, a collection of short stories, technically. Okay. And this is one of them. Are you Fun. ready? Yes. Feel free to comment like you normally do, because you know I love it. Ready? Yes. All right. Just southwest of Chicago, on Archer Avenue in Justice, Illinois, across the street from Resurrection Cemetery, is a bar called Chet's Melody Lounge. Chet's is a classic roadside tavern, with a pool table, a jukebox, a popcorn machine, and a large clientele of bikers. But, Chet's has an unusual tradition. Every Sunday, the staff leaves out a Bloody Mary at the end of a bar for a ghost. (laughs) What? Yep. So far, this place sounds awesome. I love it. Doesn't it? I kind of want to go. So the ghost's name is Resurrection Mary, and she has haunted this stretch of Archer since the 1930s, when she picked up young men dancing to the big bands at the O. Henry Ballroom. Oh. Henry. Oh, Henry. <laughs> An old Southsider named Vince was still telling his Resurrection Mary story to paranormal investigators half a century after it happened. When he did, he sounded just as haunted as he'd been the night since he met the ghost. Before he went out dancing that evening, Vince put on his favorite suit, a double-breasted gray number with squared-off shoulders and his most colorful tie, Red with Hawaiian hula girls and grass skirts. Classy. I want to dance with Vince now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He cruised Archer Avenue with the top down on his Chevy Cabriolet? Yes. Okay. Sorry, guys. The night was warm, and he'd slicked back his hair with enough Brysel cream? Maybe you should be reading this, Shelby. Brysel or bristle? What? B-R-Y-L-C-R-E-E-M. I have no idea. Hair grease. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To keep the wind from mussing it, the O. Henry ballroom was going to be jumping, as it always was on Saturdays. You know it. Vince had danced to some of the biggest bands there. Harry James, Artie Shaw, Tommy Dorsey. Tonight was just Chet Barcelos and his merry men from the southwest side of Chicago, but even the local combos knew all the hot numbers on the hit parade. <laughs> The way this is worded is so... Right, whatever the fuck that means. Inside the ballroom, Vince spent the first half hour drowning enough Cuba Libres and smoking enough Lucky lucky Stripes to work up the courage to ask a girl for a dance. It's Lucky Strike, I think. What did I say? Strike? Oh, Lucky Strikes. At least I didn't say (laughs) Lucky Strokes, because I was, like, thinking in my head not to say that. Oh, good. At least you planned for that. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Don't say Strokes. Don't say Strokes. Don't say Strokes. By the time the band got started on Jumpin' at the Woodside, he was in a bold state of mind. God damn, I love that song. 
<laughs> spotting a pretty blonde girl in a white dress, he said, as casually as he could manage, Hey, it ain't right to stand still for Count Basie. Why don't we cut a rug on this one? This guy is corny as fuck. Yeah, hey. I'm going to jerk him off in the bathroom later and <laughs> keep talking like that. The girl smiled, and they joined the jitterbugging throng on the parquet floor. The band played a few more fast numbers, Boogie Woogie and Jeepers Creepers, so Vince didn't get a chance to talk to his partner. That he didn't mind too much. Sometimes girls ask what he did for a living. He was a bookkeeper at the Union Stockyards. Even though he didn't work anywhere near the slaughterhouse, that gave some girls the willies. When the band- I, I love how this was written in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. When the band sagged in to begin the begin, Vince was finally able to get close to his partner. Her name was Mary, and she lived, she said, on Damon Avenue in the Brighton Park neighborhood. That wasn't where, far from where Vince lived, in the house he shared with his parents, something else he didn't like to tell girls. Good choice. Of course. As they slow danced, he noticed, for the first time, the girl's hands were cold and her skin felt brittle. Mary seemed to notice he noticed, so he made what he hoped was a, bre- a light-hearted remark. Cold hands mean you have a warm heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mary smiled, and they danced together for the rest of the evening. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. After the final number, Vince offered Mary a ride home. Her place was just a straight shot up Archer. But after they'd driven north for a few miles, Mary insisted he pull the car over, outside the locked gates of Resurrection Cemetery, the graveyard of Chicago's Polish community. Vince was baffled, but he complied. Mary opened the door and stepped out onto the roadside. I have to go, and you can't follow me, she said. I'm not doing that 1920s accent that I heard you do earlier. Please do. I don't think I remember how it goes. Oh, I don't know either. It was great, though. It was pretty funny. Very jazz baby-ish. Anyway. Then she walked towards the gate, laid a hand on the iron chain that bound the gates together, and vanished. I know. You guys are shocked. Oh, goodness. And this guy's like, hey, you owe me a hand job. (laughs) Vince spent the rest of the night driving his Chevy up and down Archer Avenue, looking for a blonde girl in a white dress. He drove until dawn, and then, when the cemetery gates opened, he drove through the rows of tombstones engraved with crosses and angels and names such as Batowski, Jawanza, and Petrovsky. Because it was Polish. But now I know. Okay. <laughs> just letting you guys know. Good job. Thanks. So why did he do that? He was compelled not simply by the mystery of having seen a ghost, but by the hope that the girl he danced with was not a ghost, and that he could dance with her again on some future night. I'm glad you asked, Jennifer. Thank you. You're welcome. Job. Right. He was very, like, he was looking for it. For <laughs> right. sure. Catching no sight of Mary, he decided to finally drive to the address she'd given him before they got into his car. It was a brick bungalow on a street of nearly identical houses separated by concrete gangways a few feet wide. Only the adornments on the porches and the yards, an American flag, statue of the virgin in a half bathtub. What's a half bathtub? I don't fucking know. A bird bath? No, no. You chill out. I got this one. No, no, I know this. Oh, okay. Because I've seen just enough Cheech and Chong movies to know. Oh, oh God. So people would often cut, like, old clawfoot bathtubs in half and use that as kind of like a shrine around their Virgin Mary statues. And they'd, like, decorate the inside oh, of it and stuff. really? Yeah. Huh, seems like weird. a waste of a bathtub. It does. Okay. So, da-da-da, Vince rang the doorbell. His eyes were red with sleeplessness. His dark beard had not been shaven for a day, and his hair had fallen loose over his forehead. The middle-aged woman who answered the door seemed startled by the young caller's dishevelment. 
She looked even more startled when Vince asked, Is Mary home? Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Mary doesn't live here anymore, said the woman, who looked old enough and enough like Mary that it could be her mother. Mary died in a car accident four years ago. Who are you? Oh. I knew Mary in high school, Vince lied. It was the only plausible story for why he'd been unaware of her death. And you didn't know? No, no. I went to college downstate after I graduated. That much was true. He'd attended Illinois State University at Normal. I had just moved back to Chicago. Hmm. Looking past the woman who was still blocking the doorway, Vince spied a framed photo resting atop a piano in the front room. It was the girl he danced with the night before, an ever-youthful face, never to age. The face of a ghost. Oh my god. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, the woman said. Mary went out dancing with some boys she worked with at Brock's, but they never made it to the dance hall. One of the boys crashed the car into the L at Wacker and Lake. Mary was thrown through the windshield and died on the way to the hospital. I'm so sorry to hear that, Vince said, retreating down the steps, and I'm so sorry for your loss. Well, if you want to visit Mary's grave, the woman added, she's buried in Resurrection Cemetery. Vince never returned to the O. Henry Ballroom. Or to Resurrection Cemetery. He'd never learned Mary's last name, so he could not have located her tombstone. In fact, he was so shaken by having danced with a ghost that he never set foot in a dance hall. But, Resurrection Mary, as the girl's ghost came to be known, continued to haunt Archer Avenue. When the big band era ended, after the war, Mary rested quietly in her grave, because the music she'd hoped to dance to on her final night among the living was no longer heard at the O'Henry. But, in the 1970s, her ghost rose again. Which doesn't really make sense. I mean, the 1970s, was she like disco? I would have to assume that's what it was, yeah. Huh. There wasn't enough booty shaking hmm. music in between, yeah. apparently, to make yeah. that worthwhile. She doesn't like the hippie shit in the 60s. So. Right, exactly. Mary's family, not being wealthy, had buried her in a term grave. A rented plot that only held remains for a quarter of a century. By the time the term expired... All of Mary's loved ones had joined her in the cemetery, leaving no one alive to renew it. Hmm. During a renovation, Mary's coffin was removed to an unmarked grave in a remote corner of the cemetery. One night, a suburban police officer received a report of a woman in a white dress walking through the grounds of Resurrection Cemetery. When he arrived at the gates, he found two bars pried apart with scorch marks where a pair of hands would have gripped them. Damn. The following year, a couple driving down Archer Avenue saw a girl wearing a white dress lying in the street. The man at the wheel swerved to avoid her, but she disappeared before his tires could make contact. In the 1990s, the owner of Chet's, Melody Lounge, was pulling out of a driveway when he saw a man running down the road waving desperately. I need to use your phone, the man said in a stricken voice. I hit a woman back there, but I can't find your body. Was she a blonde woman in a white dress, the owner asked. How'd you know? Well, that was Resurrection Mary. Don't worry, you didn't hit anyone, but you did see a ghost. <laughs> Despite these reappearances on Archer Avenue, Mary has yet to drink her Bloody Mary at Chet's. And when a ghost is roaming in your neighborhood, though, you have to be ready to soothe her restless spirit. No, I don't think I'll be doing that if that happens. That's the end. Oh my goodness. Da da da! It's really spooky because any alcohol you leave out in this house actually disappears. I've Does it? noticed that yeah. actually. You, you have to uncap it. Like you don't find a way. Those ghosts can go through the fridge. They can open that shit. They can for sure. But do your ghosts like Bloody Marys? 
I don't know. I never keep the supplies around. Hmm. Well, you know where there will be delicious beverages that Ghost could technically drink if they wanted to, but will be available to anybody who walks in the freaking door. Where is this? At Culture Flock's new brick-and-mortar store, where we will be having our live show on October 19th. Oh, well, that makes a lot more sense than my answer. Yeah, I don't want our people to have to drive all the way to Chicago. Just drive yeah, to Springfield if you're not here, obviously. Prove your dedication. Go Prove to Prove your dedication. Go to Chats. Um, like we said, we will be performing live. We'll have a very exciting trio of local legends to tell you. All the information can be found on our Facebook page, or if you have any questions, you can always email us at queencitycreates at gmail.com. It starts at 8, like I said, booze. Tarot card readers, us, bunch of local stories. The other kind of booze. Cool clothes. <laughs> Ooh, that's true. And if you, you know, if you're into us, you listen to the podcast, you'll probably be into what the Culture Flock girls have to do too. So yeah, they make really cool stuff. They so. make really cool stuff. So hope you enjoyed Resurrection Mary, and we hope you have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Bye.